E-S-N-Y. the game everybody knows is to not actually play the game but to just have all the famous people walk around the streets and do funny videos that'll get the europeans on board mm. this is a spicy chicken sandwich it's very spicy well is that what you ordered yeah i know i usually don't get spicy chicken best thing they got yeah i would one could say i was feeling spicy today Wait, holy shit, their game on Sunday is at 10 in the morning? Oh, we're not going to be watching that one. Dude, I'm going to be hungover in Turks and Caicos. I'm not, no shot. Oh, yeah, why don't you just brag about your vacation, Rob? But all the people know that you're not going to be home this weekend. Oh, are you recording? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, this isn't like when we had Mike and Zach on where I asked them for permission to start recording. When it's just you and me, I just as soon as we bring it up, I just start it. And you know, whatever we get, whatever we get. Oh, I see. Like we get a nice, a nice sip of the frosty. Oh shit! Some fries. Another bite is really spicy, spicy chicken sandwich. Spicy, spicy nuggets are on their way back. That's exciting. You, I cannot tell you how excited I am for that. We are going to spend a fortune. No, because they're so cheap. Yeah, but we're going to get them like every day. That's okay. If spicy, if spicy chicken nuggets are on the table, that's what I'm eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, and that's three dollars right there. A day. Not that bad. Not that bad. I probably spend more on my sandwich meat. The Mets, the Mets are really opening this one up. Oh boy! You know what we're we're, we're perfectly poised oh, for? Here. Oh no! no! You know what we're per perfectly poised for here is a complete bullpen meltdown from the Mets, which would just be awesome. Have we actually captured one while we were recording? No. Like just a full collapse. No, because we typically don't. We're never really recording that late. We try not to, at least. That's fair. Today's a special occasion. Um, it's June 26th. This is episode 20 of the Bleacher Creatures podcast. We took the Yankees out of it. We took Yankees out of the name. Oh, that's, that's right. How, we have a new name. You said that. Yeah, that's how we got the, the new name out of it. Oh, boy, that is really spicy. Presented by Elite Sports New York. Thank you, uh, Zach, for all your help for picking that name. Yes, Zach played a huge role in us taking out the word Yankees. But uh, this is the first time we haven't had a guest in like, it feels like three weeks since we were just talking baseball. So I don't really yeah. know how to. I don't I, really know what to do with my hands right yeah. now anymore. Or how uh, to act. Let's just say we start, we had nine and one on the homestand. Fantastic. The Yanks are on fire. We yeah. won again today. They won again, just beating the piss out of everybody. Even though Paxton was questionable. Yeah, I mean, again, Twitter was on fire today saying Paxton was terrible. But, I mean, it's what happens every once in a while. Twitter's ridiculous. I hate Twitter so much. Like I said, it's just a small padded room with no windows of people just screaming at each other. Yeah. What are you going to do? Our buddy Pete keeps getting into Twitter fights. And I feel like I have to come well, to his Well, Pete age. is hysterical to watch just get into Twitter arguments because he just backs down from everything. Yeah, I feel like I have to come to his aid, though. 
Now he gets in these Twitter fights with people, and I'm like, this you need backup, man. You can't go into a Twitter fight one on one. Because when people start fighting dirty, like that's that's when it gets out of hand. You need to even you need to not have even odds. One team needs to clearly be ahead of the other team. Yeah. Somebody brought up uh shout out to Max Greenfield. This is a guy I talk on to Twitter to on the time. Uh, but he, some guy brought up an argument we were having with him like a month and a half ago. He brought it up again yesterday. And it was just like he read an article about Mike Trout. Like we were arguing Mike Trout didn't really have a choice to sign with the Angels because, I mean, it's $430 million that nobody else can offer you until free agency if they're going to offer it to you at all. So you're choosing between taking 430 guaranteed no matter what happens and or running the risk that you like blow out your knee or something. It's not a real choice. I don't want to get caught up on the argument, but this guy was a no. But idiot. to build off of that point, Boomer and he always brings that up when he talks about contracts. Is that he loved his agent when he played because his agent would be like, "Okay, here's what they're offering you," and he's like, "And this is what you'll make." He's like, "But this is what you'll have to get next time around." He's like, five years from now, so let's just say thirty or thirty-five. I know that's not how old, how old Mike Trout is, but you yeah. know, let's say it's a five-year contract. You turn it down and you sign a two-year. He's like, now at thirty-two, you're gonna have to sign a contract for this. To make up all this extra money that you lost out on, because you took a deal somewhere else for less money. Yeah. So you're right, and you're also assuming nothing happens. My God, yeah, that's the whole point. Is you're just assuming that everything plays out perfectly. God forbid Mike Trout is walking into the stadium tomorrow, gets hit by a bus. All right, he still has. I've seen the other guy. Sometimes stuff happens. Yeah. Just look at Derek Jeter. Exactly. Derek Jeter got shot. Should have shot a Rod. By Mark Wahlberg of all people. Well, Boston, Boston guy. True. But, yeah, it just made no sense. But the point of what I'm saying is we had this argument like a month and a half ago. And I was just like, all right, this argument's over. I'm done with it. I can't because I'm in the padded room and I'm screaming at the walls. So I I ended it. And then someone wrote an article today or like yesterday about how Mike Trout is really enjoying L.A. And he, quote unquote, chose to stay here because he wanted to stay here. First of all, huge PR move, obviously. They're not going to write an article entitled Mike Trout chose to stay here because they gave him a shitload of money that yeah, nobody Mike else Trout's could. Mike Trout's not going to come out and be like, I always see because he offered me $40 million. I fucking hate this place. Yeah, obviously. And this guy was just like, oh, to He's those like two the guys? nicest guy in the world, too. Yeah. He was like, to those two guys I was arguing with back in the day, what do you think of this? I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me, man. This was over a month ago. Let it go. It's over. So I don't like getting into Twitter fights. They never end. Uh... Back, well, back to Yankees baseball. Aaron Judge is back. Super back. He had a home run the other day. First of the year. The whole lineup was almost complete. First back. First back. First back. Sorry. I was thinking of Stanton. But, um, I mean, speaking of Stanton, he did go on the IL today. Which was weird because or before the game, all the reports were Stanton was going to be fine. And it wasn't an IL. Stanton it was just going to be a couple days. And now, all of a sudden, three hours later... It's a PCL strain, and he's going to be reevaluated. We didn't say he was looking lean. Like he looked just—he didn't look like himself. No, he looked. Yeah, he looked lean. He looked skinny. I don't think that had looked, anything to do with it. Though. I think it was. Well, the no, slide. I'm just saying. Like, I'm saying he, he didn't look healthy. Like he didn't look like his typical like filled out, like ready to rock and roll self. He just seemed like like he was he was decent, you know, on his way back. But it was just like. Something looked, just felt off. Just looking at him, I was like, that doesn't look like the Stanton we signed. He looked more like DJ LeMahieu than Aaron Judge. Just body well, DJ type LeMahieu, he was like the greatest hitter ever, so bad That's true. comparison. That, well, body type-wise. 
True. Not a, not every rail six five person is going to hit like DJ LeMay who does. Yeah. He's just the hottest person on the planet right now. It's it's more it's honestly more shocking now when he doesn't hit the ball. Like speaking of our man DJ, like the people that were so upset that we didn't get Manny Machado and we lost out, quote unquote, lost out on Jed Lowry. We lost out on him. That guy hasn't played a goddamn game yet Mm-mm. for the Mets. And now DJ LeMayhu is an all-star game starter. Tell yeah. me otherwise. Tell, tell me otherwise. He should be the starter. Like, there's no If question. he's not the starter, we didn't do our job. We didn't do yeah. a good enough job of getting him to the start. Because, I mean, he's leading the American League in batting average. Like, and he's hitting home runs, up, too. Like, and this isn't even an exaggeration. Like, when will it come up that he is a, like, a first, ha- like, first half of baseball season MVP? Like, well, he... They also say he's the MVP of the team so far. Everyone's like, it's DJ. DJ's the guy. His I know, numbers like, just how he's playing in general. Insane. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, in multi-hit games, he hitting the ball out of the ballpark. His fielding, it's incredible what he's doing. It's insane. He was written off. He was like, ah, oh, he's going to make a pit stop in New York. You this know, is the de- guy we got instead of Manny Machado? Yeah, add depth to the bench, yada, yada, yada. And now it's like, we were, like, finding ways to keep him in the lineup. I don't know what you want me to do, you... <laughs> Good radio here. James is drinking his iced tea. He's choking. Yeah, the spicy chicken is really spicy. Oh, man. I needed a drink. But, yeah, DJ, very You started waving your hands, and I panicked. (laughs) I didn't know what you wanted me to do. I thought you would have got it when I had my iced tea up to my mouth. No, I just saw you start waving your hands around, and I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to say right now. It's fine. Everything's fine. I thought you were choking. I'm like, holy crap, we're about to get that on air. No. Yeah, that would be great for the podcast if I just died. While recording, would well, you I'd save rescue you? Uh, you would save me. I don't know. I'm not gonna let you die on air. <laughs> Jesus That's a Christ. long way from the couch. Really, not that far. Mm. It's a small apartment. Okay. Well, now we're back to our roots. Now we had two really professional-like yeah. interviews in a row, and now we're back to just bullshitting. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah, we have a rally hawk now. I you, saw that. Is that you, replacing the rally squirrel? That's what I was gonna say. Do you remember the rally squirrel and how much fun that was? We have a rally hawk now. I forget when Rally Squirrel was. It, was. it feels like so long ago. Like, you could tell me it was 2005 or like 2014, I believe you. Yeah, no, I, I have no idea. No clue. But it was a lot of fun. And Rally Hawk, we should make a Rally Hawk t shirt. That's what we should do. If I was smart, I'd text Robbie right now and be like, yo, Rally Hawk t shirt. There's definitely going to be no trademarking issues with that. Just put it up. Put it up. People will buy it. I might do that. Maybe see a little bit of commission off that. I don't know how that works. I've never suggested a t-shirt before. I'm not very creative. Uh, you see CC say how he knew it was time to retire? No, I missed that. It was, he, he faced the Blue Jays. He was like, yeah, like when I start seeing Vlad's son and Craig Biggio's son and I'm still playing, like, yeah, it's time to hang it up. Yo, Biggio's kid is going to be a hell of a baseball player. Yeah, They got a good squad over there. He is very good. Oh, shit, it's Vargas on the mound, too? Yeah, it, why is Vargas just kind of good now? Yo, know, my uncle had a great comparison of what he looked like. Because I always say, as you know, I always say he looks like Danny DeVito's version of the Penguin from Batman. Yeah. My, my uncle was like, Jason Vargas looks like the henchman in every, like, drug dealer movie that, like, leaves the gate opened or gets, like, shot guarding something. Like, look at him. Like, Look at him, and then think of like someone in Narcos that's just standing in front of the gate that just gets shot by the police. Dude, even yeah. just any '90s cop movie, like he's right? just like, one of the bad guys' <laughs> he's underlings. Just like, he's just sitting. He just be sitting there, and it's like, oh my god, who let the gate open? 
Fargus. You can just see him like standing behind a guy with a briefcase full of money with a gold chain and trying to mean mug against the camera. And he's yeah. like, this, this doesn't feel natural at all. Yeah. But all right, let's move off of him because we're going to talk about him and Mickey Calloway later, I'm sure. Oh, buddy. Um, all right. This is maybe the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my entire life of anything. Baseball, non-baseball. This is the most ridiculous take I've ever seen. Chris, oh, oh, are we talking about the Chris Carlin incident? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Carlin of WFAN said the Yankees should trade Aaron Judge for Max Scherzer. It's just ridiculous. It's completely preposterous. It's the worst radio show out there. I don't, I don't get it. I how? Who told them to say that? Maggie is very good. Bart Scott is very good on NFL Sundays. He's great. I like him on there. Oh, he knows football. Yeah, but like, right, and he's good to have, like, you know, the whole former athlete thing, you know, like the contract and like the locker room insider, you know, like, well, how's the team handle the situation? But Chris Carlin is useless. I yeah. hate, like, he's a nice guy, I guess. I have no idea, but him on the radio is insufferable. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but this is just the worst. Insufferable. I liked him on Beer Money. I liked him on Beer Money on SNY back in the day, but I don't know what he's done to deserve to have a, a midday show or, I guess, what is it, the late afternoon? Well, you know what he did? He came up with takes like this. He skipped Bayless it. Like, Skip Bayless is just so outlandish with the things that he says, oh, where it's like musty television. Oh, that's a... Oh, my God. Yopper. That thing looked like it was going 600 feet. Who got that one? No, I... Uh, Gene Segura. Gene Segura. Wow. You know, Gene Segura's just been traded like 40,000 times. He seems like that type of guy. I don't get it, though. He was good. He hit over 300 for the Mariners, I think. That's a good player. Yeah. That's not something, that's not something I would just, like, trade. But I think... Nothing. I feel like they got Carlos Santana back for him, and then they traded Carlos Santana to the Indians for Edwin Encarnacion, and then the Mariners gave us Edwin Encarnacion for literally nothing. Yeah. Who he? Uh, yeah. Wait, we've gotten him since. Well, he's played since our last time we recorded, right? Mm-hmm. It's confusing because we didn't really like record an episode after we did those interviews. Also, just going back to the radio show thing. Once this podcast is like 20 years old and Zach retires after a Hall of Fame bullpen career, he's going to be our third co-host. He's going to be the pro athlete. That's a good idea. Which one of us is going to be Carlin? Which one of us is going to oh, be Maggie Gray? I think it's me who's going to be Carlin. Okay, I'll be Maggie Gray. She's good. She's fantastic. She deserves so much better. And I feel so bad. Oh, you should stick around with Francesa. It'll make no, it they should stick smart. around with Boomer, honestly. That's, I don't, who, who's doing that show now? Greg Giannotti. Giannotti. Oh, Boomer and Gio, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't just, really. I mean, I don't know. if He's okay. I just miss Carton so much. WFAN used to be like must and radio for me, for obviously for Francesa. I don't know. I just kind of fell off it. It, it kind of got old yeah. once Funhouse on Twitter picked up, and I was like, I don't even need to listen to just hear the takes. Yeah, because, well, now he's just outrageous. But I used to listen all the time when I was at work during the summers. It'd be on pretty much all day. I would have Boomer and Carton, uh, Evan and Joe. I forget who was the afternoon show then. I can't remember. Yeah. Because Francesa, Francesa always came on at 3. I was calling another office today, and their uh, their hold music was WFAN instead of elevator music. That was like the most pleasant hold I've ever been on. I spend a lot of my day on That's hold knowing time. your clientele, I think. Oh, yeah. That, that's really pandering. Yeah, well, I had a very pleasant conversation with them afterwards, and it was early in the morning. So, good for them. Uh... Well, speaking of trading pitchers... Uh, oh, we never even talked about the idea of the trade. 
it's absurd. You're not like, trading Aaron Judge. Like that's like anyone. the dumbest thing you could ever say. He finished second in MVP as a rookie. He's the face of the organization. He's his first arbitration year is coming up this year. We're still not even paying him anything. Yep. Uh, he's going to be the next captain. The the most valuable player in baseball if you go by Brian Cashman's, you know, analytics, that it's walks, homers, and he strikes out. But like Cashman loves the walk homer strikeout guys because that's what he thinks plays. That's Moneyball. So Aaron Judge gets on base literally always. He got on base at 420, I think it was, his uh, 2017 year. Then he was getting on base at 420 clip. That's almost half the time that he's just walking to first base at the very least. And all the other times he's hitting it about 570 feet. You would yep. trade that for Max Scherzer, who's got two years of control. It just like you're going to lose your best player in your offense to add a frontline rotation guy. It just doesn't make sense. Doesn't I wouldn't I wouldn't even trade Glaber for Max Scherzer. Yeah, no, no way. Now our close personal friend Clint. I think I'd trade him for Max Scherzer. I'm sh- shocked he's still a Yankee. Oh, he's doing pretty bad in triple A right now. Is he? I haven't been following along. Yeah, the last time I checked, he was three for twenty two. Which is not good. When Stanton went on the IL today, they called up Tachman instead. Which kind of felt like a message. Because he didn't... When he got sent down to AAA, he didn't report for three days. Like, he waited until the very last opportunity to report to the team. Which, yeah, technically you can do. Really bad visual. It's just been bad visual after bad visual for Clint. He is so shipped out, he's gone. Yeah. He's, like, he's like when you put your two weeks notice in at your job, except he doesn't have any control over that. He's just like, I know I'm not going to be here. I'm just out. I'm out. I don't owe you guys anything anymore. I'm going to hang out downstairs. Big time all time month for him. Yeah. And it shows because he's three for 22. Although his first at-bat in AAA again was a home run. So it's still <laughs> in the tank. He just wanted to show it's still in the tank. Yeah. Definitely a message sent, though, bringing Talkman back up instead of Clint. Um, but yeah, well, speaking of pitchers, because uh, we mentioned Max Scherzer before. Pride of patch, Yogg. Yeah, Marcus Stroman wants to be a Yankee so fucking badly. It's absurd. Everything he posts now is about how he's ready for New York. And like he posted that picture of him sipping wine. And like, instead of it just being like a wine caption, which would also be ridiculous, it was just like, this is New York. If you get it, you get it. I was like, everything he says now is about wanting to go to New York. Yeah. He wants to be a Yankee so bad. It'd be pretty cool to get him back here. But I just feel like... The the price is probably gonna be high since it's interdivision, right? Yeah, I think so. But we have, I think we have the kind of pieces that they're looking for. I know, but how much do you, do you really want to give up for Marcus Stroman? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I after mean, we seeing, need we need starting pitching. That's just a fact. Yeah, so. after seeing Garcia's highlights in the minors, I'm kind of hesitant to move him. He's, I think he's our top pitching prospect now, or like number four or six in the system. But he's absolutely filthy, which makes no sense because he's five. He's five nine. He doesn't have like a huge frame, which is, you know, we're talking about 200 inning asses all the time. I don't think he has one. He's got like 150 inning ass. Whoa, what, what the fuck's wrong with being five nine? You got a 200 inning ass, friend? I got a big caboose. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so you're going to pitch 200 innings for the Yankees? Yeah, I, I, that could be good innings, but I could do it. Well, you could probably do them in the Mets bullpen. That's for sure. 
I did see a funny Onion article today, which was <laughs> some guy got sent up to the Orioles, and they wrote oh, the yeah, article. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah man, uh, some guy. No, some guy gets demoted from uh, North Fork, and he gets sent to the Orioles. Like he was demoted yeah. from a Triple A team to the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> kind of true though. They're so bad. They're really, really bad. Their run differential is the most absurd thing I've ever seen. It's not even close to anybody else's. Like it's at least eighty runs worse than anybody else's negative run differential. It's definitely the biggest gap. Like, I think the Twins are still first. They're at, like, plus 110. Or it's probably more than that. Maybe, like, plus 120. The last time I checked, the Orioles were at minus 180. Which is I mean, yeah, stupid they're, high. Like, like, they can't score any runs. No, and they just give up a bunch. And there's no, there's no like, help on the horizon. They're not looking at AAA and being like, oh, well, we got a couple guys down there that we think we like. Like, no. They just have nothing in the tank. Oh, they're done. Yeah, they're going to And they don't have any trade pieces either. I don't know what they're going to do. They don't have, yeah, they don't have like an aging veteran where they can be like, oh, well, we have this guy. It'd be a real shame if he turned into two AAA guys from your system. Like they don't have anyone like that. All the guys in their major league roster are the AAA guys. Now, what are you going to do? Flip them for AA guys who are like just as bad? <laughs> I, don't, I mean, they're just fucked. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Screwed. Also, speaking of Garcia, he, uh, Domingo Acevedo, and Daniel Alvarez combined for a no hitter in Double A. I forgot Acevedo existed. Yeah, he's just kind of flying under the radar, and also nasty. And he throws so hard, and he's huge. He's a unit. He's like he's basically Dellen Batanzas, just not as good. Wait, was this in Double A? They did this. Yeah, Double A combined. How no did he find himself in Double A? He's been in Double A. I Maybe. don't. He never. He hasn't made it to Scranton yet. No. Yeah, maybe it was just spring. I saw him. Yeah, he's still like he's still young. He's highly ranked in the system, but he's still coming up. He's, like he's a hard thrower with little accuracy. And I don't think he really has like a secondary, like a putout pitch. Like Aroldis Chapman throws a hundred, you know, whatever miles an hour. But when he needs an out, he can turn to the slider whenever he needs it. Mm-hmm. I don't think Acevedo has that yet. Um, yeah, again, not not really a lot of Yankee stuff going on because you know we're winning a lot of games. We're going to London. That's exciting. You know, what not time exciting for this 10 a.m. game. You know what's on the Saturday game is? Uh, one ten. One ten. Okay, that's manageable. But yeah, the 10 a.m. one's gonna be rough. I don't know how. See, this, I don't get this whole thing. Is that they're flying all the way there for two games? Yeah, it, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of effort for two games. You think there's better ways to grow the game over there? I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just such. I think it's a very hard. They, they can't even grow it here. Like, what makes it think that they're going to be able to go to some other country and push it? Well, that's because the the MLB is ridiculously dumb with the things that they do. Like, they I know, still get we, mad at people for ripping this, clips. Though we tried this with the NFL. I think the NFL Europe still exists. I have no idea, but they've tried this. And it's just not working. Well, they got to do more like basketball does. Basketball is easily well, maybe soccer, but well, the thing is, as far as Americans' points go, like basketball, I think is is just different. But even there, but England, it's like, easier. It's easier to play because all English you need is a ball. Play basketball? Like, not, are there any England not well, players, right? Like that's not what I'm well. saying. I'm sure. I mean, they play basketball, but it's not. They don't play it well. That's what I'm saying. Like in the NBA. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell like, you. There probably English, aren't any, English right? Player. You probably not. I couldn't tell you one. Even though Europe, Irish, did, swip, tell you even Irish though Europe did sweep the big three awards in the NBA awards. Hmm. That's true. But they didn't come from England. No. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't know. 
It's, well, it's it's different because it's an easy it's an easy game to just play. All you need is the ball, and there's I mean there's hoops everywhere. Uh, you just go down to the park. There's a hoop yeah. there, and all you need is the ball. If you play baseball, you got to get 18 people. You all need gloves. You all need bats. You need balls, and like you need a lot of space to play. Uh, yeah, a lot of space. Like you need too. a lot of land to play. It's like a difficult it. you can't thing just to pop just a baseball play. field down, like in your front yard. But you can pop a hoop down. Well, and- hold on. Tell that to Kevin Costner. Well, 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 yeah, he had a farm. <laughs> he had a farm. Yeah, and he drastically cut into his crops for it. Yeah, a lot of profit loss. They didn't, they didn't know how they were going to make it, and he just cut all the plants down. Yeah. I don't feel, that doesn't get mentioned. That was completely irresponsible. He has a family, and he just cut all his crops down to build a baseball field because the voice yeah. told him to. Seems, highly ir- seems fiscally irresponsible as a grown yeah. man with a family. It seems fiscally irresponsible to own a farm, as you know, in these day and age. Well, it's an older movie. Yeah, seventies, eighties, eighties. I think farms were still pretty unpopular in the eighties. I think we were moving away from farms. I don't know the exact uh, what is it, gross domestic product of of farm GDP. GDP. Yeah, I don't know how much corn was co- were contributing to that. <laughs> what they call gross <laughs> domestic product? I mean that's the that's the actual name, right? Is that the actual name or not? Is that the actual name or not? You gotta look. You gotta tell me. I mean, we're, we're just gonna wait while you look up the meaning of GDP. <laughs> you just have me so shook. No, you're right. I'm not saying you're not right. <laughs> I'm smart. That's not fuck. what I'm laughing. Just the I'm way you said it. That no one refers to it as gross domestic product. Everyone just says GDP. Well, when you're as learned as I am, yes, you do. Exactly. <laughs> the point, though, is that the corn is not really contributing to that all that much. So I don't think it's responsible to even own a farm in the 80s, let alone knock the whole thing down to build a baseball field because the voice in your head told you to. Great movie, though. Real classic. So I guess just spinning right off that because we're off the rails. Uh, the Mets are off the rails completely. The train is just there's no brakes, there's no rails. It's just going down Queens Boulevard. There right are now. like other, yeah, Queens Boulevard. I am Queens Boulevard. <laughs> we, we've been watching a lot of Entourage, so. <laughs> but that's why yeah, that's the like first there are that came other coaches who are listening to what this guy's saying, and they're like, "This guy's trying to get fired." Like there's just no other explanation for it, and then the like the way the whole Vargas incident happened, how he was just staring at this reporter, when the reporter's not staring at him, and he's just waiting and waiting and waiting, and the reporter kind of does one of those double takes where he realizes that someone's staring at him, like, and then they immediately lock eyes, and and the, and the reporter's kind of like looking at him, get this weird look, and he's like, I'll fucking knock you out, like just because he asked him. All I said was, I'll see you tomorrow, Mickey. Yeah, I mean. Just uh, well, he was kind of well. The way he kind of did it was kind of like, you know, there's always the one asshole at the office where, like, let's say you leave at three on a Friday, it's like, oh, clocking out early, huh? Or only half day today, huh? Banker's hours, something like that. Like just trying to be a dick. Like that's what it was. It was after they had a little bit of an altercation. It was like, see you tomorrow. Like oh, you're leaving guy. after thirty minutes of talking to everybody. See you tomorrow. Yeah, that guy at the office on December thirty first, and on the way, I'd be like, I'll see you next year. Yes, yeah, you next year. Like <laughs> shut up, Frank. No one cares. <laughs> Like, God damn it. That guy's an asshole. Yeah. Like, we get it, man. The year is changing tonight. It happens every year. Yeah. Uh, so, to wrap it up, Tim Healy of Newsday said, see you tomorrow, Mickey. We don't know the tone yet. Here comes I don't the know the tone. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, that's a gapper. Was that Reese Hoskins? No. Um, Scott Kingry? I believe the latter. I hope it was Kingry. Kingry's the one who signed that like really weird. Oh, Joe Muto. Oh, all right, all right. Oh, you mean the second best catcher in baseball? Yes. You saw Philly released a shirt, right? That said the gang, because you know, always sunny. The gang signs the best catcher in baseball, referring to JT Aroa Muto. And everyone just quote tweeted, and like, this is despicably stupid. No, but I did see that Mac finally got to have his catcher, Chase Utley. Beautiful moment. Yeah. Beautiful moment. There's rich and famous people just get to do the coolest stuff. I mean, we were just talking about, we were watching Entourage. Is it realistic? Yeah, probably. In the early 2000s. I don't think it really plays today. Was that Jay Bruce? Yeah, holy God. Just oh. missed that one. Yeah, that'll move the runner. I hope. Did, yeah, he, he tagged. I'm really looking forward to the implosion. This is like the most, this is the most happy time. In my life, when the Mets really start to collapse full on. Oh, here comes Vargas. He's coming out. Mm. Uh, decent start for him, though. Can we be talking about how their pitching coach pitched against Ted Williams? Yeah, that's ridiculous. They fired Dave Island and hired a guy who's eight. What is he, 82? That's absurd. No, dude, they're taking Vargas out with 77 pitches. Yikes. And he's only given up one pick, run, and there's a man 77 on third. 77 pitches, one run, man on third, one out, and they're going to bring Mick, in the bullpen. Mickey's trying to get fired. He's straight like, up trying to get fired. This is just absurd. Absurd. Well, you heard about the whole texting inc- incident, right? Oh, that he was getting texts on in-game decisions, right, from Brody? Brody texted him. Brody wasn't even at the game. Brody was at home watching the game. And he's like, hey, do this. How crazy is that? And Mickey, I was just checking his phone in the dugout. I don't I'm know how sure that's not allowed. Like, listen, I'm sure it happens all the time, you know, where they have like certain strategies before, especially with analytics. Now there are certain strategies and how teams go into a game. And like, if this happens, we do this, yada, yada, yada. Like if A happens, mm-hmm. B happens. Fine. If it's in, if, if Brody was there and it was just a phone call down that I think it's a non-story then. Cause I think that happens a lot more in major league baseball than people think about. But the fact that Brody's at home, like feet up on the table, like laying down on the couch, like looking like me, like a fat slob, like watching baseball and just yeah, texting. He didn't. He didn't send a messenger down to the clubhouse. Like yeah, he like he just picked up his iPhone and was like, "Hey, Mickey, click, click, click." Lugo, uh, you, you want Lugo? Yeah, yeah, Lugo, Lugo in here. You know, do this, do that, and it's just like puts his phone back down and just like, yep, just watch the game again, see if he listens. Or right. right now, what are your two bright spots on the Mets? There are three bright spots. You're looking at Alonzo as a bright spot. Yep. You're looking at uh, Degrom obviously because he's always going to be a bright spot. He's a fucking animal on the mound. And right now, you're weirdly looking at Vargas as a bright spot. Because he's been really good lately. Well, not anymore since he fucking threatened to kill a reporter. Yeah, but he still threw a good game. Well, did, you see the, did you see the press conference? Yeah. Like, he came out and apologized, and then he left, and then people on Twitter, like, blew up because he, like, really didn't apologize, and they bought him back out to apologize because they were like, you actually... Oh, it was have. the most half-hearted apology of all time. Yeah, he was, like, oh, was I, like... Did delay. you see the spin zone? It was the most ridiculous spin zone of all time. They're just said, Billy Martin punched a reporter. So really what I did wasn't that bad. Are you kidding? Yeah, like it's unbelievable. First of all, that was so long ago. The rules were different. I'm pretty sure you were legally allowed to punch a reporter if they asked a stupid-ass question. And who, it doesn't matter what Tim Healy asked because your team sucks. Yeah. You're bad. So when a reporter asks you a question and then he gives you a snarky Dude, see you tomorrow, you fucking so... earned it. What just happened? Did they change the entire field around? Well, wasn't they, Dom took Smith... Dom, they took Dom Smith out. I was going to say, wasn't Dom Smith just in the game? 
you know, they took Dom Smith out, which I guess for defense, but it's not going to matter when the ball's not staying in the ballpark anyway. Well, what do you think? <laughs> hey, like, that could not have been any that more. That is unbelievable. Oh, oh no. Right. Oh, it didn't go out. It's right. grab rule double. So technically, technically grab rule double. That technically, technically counts. still left the ballpark. Yeah, that's <laughs> That, that was unbelievable. <laughs> that was the first fucking pitch? First pitch, I said. Oh, man. my Not God. Matter the ball. <laughs> like, just uh, yeah, it. when the ball leaves the ballpark. <laughs> Crack. <Yeah. laughs> Dude, we're t- oh, oh my God. We're talking about one millimeter right there, and this clip is immediate. I'm not even – we're ending the podcast right now, and I'm putting the clip on social media being like, this just happened to the Mets. I don't <laughs> want to say it was the most incredible thing that's ever happened. But, I mean, it's really not hard to predict. Gonna, are you going to be able to clip that together? That? Yeah, I could, I could probably do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I could probably do that. Oh, my God. Vargas is probably like, fucking kill me, dude. Dude, that's that's his run. Yeah, but, like, one pitch. And, like, it's just like, dude, I already got one out for you. Like, all you got to do is get two outs. And then you can bring in Vimeo. Well, just the, it's the craziest it's thing. because I would have... Even if, if I was Vargas, I would have left Vargas in and had That's him what at I, the very least that, and then the, on the batter. And then set up a double just play. They have this rule. Like, the Mets have established a rule that Edwin Diaz can do four outsides, but God forbid he just five, does five outsides. No. It, it was only they three draw, in the beginning. They draw a hard line at four outs for whatever reason it is. For whatever reason, because, you know, recently this offseason, they signed the quote-unquote best closer in baseball. Yeah, get right? the fuck out of here. Best closer in baseball. Uh, that guy sucks. Whatever. It is what it is, right? So they sign him. And then um, they say it's a hard, like, can't do five outs, can do four. They also signed Familia, which is dumb. But then they let Seth Lugo pitch 55 pitches the other day, or 50 pitches, whatever the hell it was. It didn't. Make, it doesn't make any sense. That just like that doesn't make sense from a baseball standpoint. You got a man on third. You have a pitcher who's having a really good game. At the very least, he's got 77 pitches. It's not like he's struggling. He's not missing spots or anything. Oh, Franco wanted that one to go about 4,000 feet. Mm-hmm. But you at the very least, have him pitch around that batter. Maybe you get a shitty swing and a soft grounder, but you're not going to put anything near the zone. The worst case is you walk him and you set up a double play when you're only up by three runs. Yeah, I mean, and then you can bring in whoever you want. Then bring in your best, the best guy in the bullpen who gets ground balls. But that makes no sense. Instead, let's take out the only pitcher who's actually having success right now. He's he's for he's, sure trying to get fired. He can't, can't not be. This just can't be can't be real. It's just the Mets. It's just every time. It's incredible. Every time I think they've done the stupidest thing that they can do, the next day they come out and they just top it. Taking a lot of pressure off the Knicks right now for being the dumbest franchise in New York. Oh, yeah. Big time. I actually, I want to give the Knicks a little bit of credit. Under Scott Perry, they've been making smarter decisions. I'm not going to say smart decisions. I'm going to say smarter. They're not doing the stupid. Like they said, they came out and said they're not going to go out and pursue like Tobias Harris. And Jimmy Butler, which is genius because that's the exact Tobias Harris is basically mellow. Like he's going to come and he's going to put up a lot of points, but it's not going to be, they're not going to be like productive points and you're not going to win. You're not going to get where you want to be. You're going to play yourself yourself into a worse draft pick, is what you're going to do. Yeah, you're going to, you're going to play yourself maybe into the seventh seed, sixth seed. Sure, you'll get a couple playoff games out of it. That's not why we're doing this though. We're doing this for the fucking hardware. Mm -hmm. You want the big trophy at the end. Then you're not going to get there if you if you go out and sign Tobias Harris and be like, all right, you're the guy now. Dude, if he four pitch walks this guy, it's incredible. Yeah, this is what we were talking. We've been saying since before we even started recording. It's like, all right, this is great. We're going to be able to see the bullpen collapse live on the podcast, and it's already happening. 
We're the literally there. first pitch. First pitch it started. Yeah, that was hysterical. Still can't believe that happened. Yeah. All right, let's try to move on from the Mets. I'm sure we're just going to keep bringing them up as the game continues. But this is the next most ridiculous thing maybe ever. Aside from wanting to trade Aaron Judge for Max Scherzer, I think this is a close second. The Rays are looking into being the Tampa Bay slash Montreal. Oh, God. Like, incredible. What? Just move. It's so dumb. Just move. I I could not have more opposite cities of St. Petersburg and Montreal. It just, it makes no sense. Where was that pitch? I don't know. I don't understand why Florida isn't, I don't, like Miami's a really shitty sports town. I don't understand it. Because, especially baseball, like the culture of baseball in Florida, of amateur baseball is incredible. So many really good baseball players come out of Florida, except they become pros and they go to Florida and nobody wants to go watch them anymore. Uh, the Tampa, the Rays were in first for a long time this year so far. They're in second place in the division right now. They're probably going to make the playoffs. They still can't get anyone to show up. And you think that's Yeah, gonna... no, they just need to move. The Bay City thing is like the worst idea I ever heard. Who yeah. pitched that idea? I don't know. It could have been the Rays themselves, right? I'm Which sure. The craziest just... thing is I'm sure the Rays, the Rays owners are consistently talking to MLB like just being like, we can't put anybody in the stadium. Like We have no idea what to do, no idea what we're what doing. And then someone was like, some intern probably just from the guy pushing the mail cart. Maybe you guys should move cities for half the year. Yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. Probably some stoner college kid from UCF was like, oh, you know, I got an idea. Let's move. Look, we'll just play two cities. Scott, you're a genius. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's like the guy who invented silly bands, the rubber bands that you take them off and they turn into animals. Some guy those. walked into Soft a boardroom. was wild with those. Uh, I know, but some guy walked into a boardroom and was like, guys. I got, I got the next idea. billion dollar idea. It's rubber bands that are shaped like animals. Yeah. And everyone in the room was like, that's fucking genius. I can't believe we never thought Crushed of that before. It. And that's what happened. Some idiot was just like, well, let's just play in two cities. I'm like, oh, we got it. We did it. We solved it. And it Mets much- relievers in the last 30 days falling behind hitters after three pitches 45.6% of the time. Yikes. Hitters after two on count 80. 80- Got to throw more 833 strikes. OPS after one, two counts, 512 OPS. Got to, got to throw more strikes. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows you throw strikes. That's First rough. pitch strike every time. Unless you're pitching to Aaron Judge, in which case you have no hope anyway. Or Mike Trout. There's no hope. You just walk him. But, oh boy, that was not a great swing. Oh, but first base is open. Holy shit, that was <laughs> strikeout. First base is open. Base is oh, loaded man. now. Oh, my God. Was that Reese Hoskins? No, I don't think Reese bats leadoff, does he? I don't know. Th- those runs aren't aren't uh, Vargas's, right? It was just no, the only one. The one. So he's just like standing on the dugout, being like, "I swear to God, if I don't get this win, I am." Dude, like, what a great pitch! Idiots. Perfect, like right in the spot. Like, oh, Jesus that's a Christ. shitty block. Yeah, that's, that's all, a shitty that's block. That's on Nito. Dude, you got to get your body down on that. You can't just try to scoop it like that. Not on two strikes. That's like what Gary would do last year. He would just try to pick the ball, and he wouldn't get scoring to the spot wild to get pitch. They scored that a wild pitch. Did it hit before the plate? It didn't look like it. If it hit before the plate, it's a wild pitch. If it hit oh, after the plate, guy. it's a block. Francesca could not stop Yo, talking about it. you get him a walker? Jesus Francesca Christ. Francesca was talking about how he was like, uh, he was saying that, he was like so concerned with how this 80-year-old guy was going to get out to the mound. It's like, the guy's not dead. <laughs> like, he can yeah, but walk. there's a, there's a, like, he, can, he can walk still. Like <laughs> There's a clock on it now, though. He's He's not used to that. Yeah. Like, do you think they just do they not apply 
the the clock rule to Phil Regan. Where it's just like, That's buddy, you question. take as long as you need. We're just happy you're still out here, man. You take as long as you need to get out here. Ooh, he's oh, jogging. he's jogging. Look at that. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, oh, no. News. Yeah. Uh, so the Rays are dumb. Uh, if I was the Rays, I'd move to Portland. I'm still on Portland. I think Portland's a great sports town. I think they would really embrace a baseball team. We were watching the Battered Bastards of Baseball, that documentary, and that was an independent team, and they still showed that place out. So if the Rays went up to Portland and started doing things there, I think they'd really support that team. And I have this crazy theory that they should just realign the division, not like realign the divisions, but change the format of the playoffs to more like the way basketball does it, where instead of like the top three teams win their division, they go into the playoffs. There's two wild card spots. Instead of that, do like a six team, six teams make the playoffs. Oh, you got an Jesus. American League and a National League. Tie game. Comes Jeez. up throwing. Vargas is gonna murder somebody. Not even close. And the guy goes to second on the throw. Oh my god. Jason Vargas is gonna commit a homicide. It's not even funny. This is like an actual I mean, he just he blew the entire oh, look at his face. He's like, bro, you gotta be kidding me. They took him out after seventy seven pitches. He was cruising. He was about to I mean, yeah, that was gonna be the second run of the game if that guy scored from third, which we don't know even would have happened. What you're talking Oh man. And they bring in Seth Lugo. That's the guy where you're like, all right, clean up this three-run lead. Like, come on, man. That's so insanely stupid. It's just, it's, you have to be getting fired. I, had, I don't have any proper description for what it is. Mickey Callaway is just saying, all right, fuck this. I'm out. I'm going to do everything I can to get that severance package. I don't want to quit, but I, I need to get fired because I want the severance package. They just intentionally walked Bryce. Probably a smart idea, except now they've loaded the bases again. And now they have nowhere to put, who is this going to be, Hoskins now? Probably Hoskins. Finally Hoskins? Yeah, finally Hoskins. They have nowhere to put him, and Seth Lugo can't throw a strike to save his fucking life. So he's going to get behind to the count, and then he's going to have to give Hoskins a good pitch, and he's going to crack it. I want to see four runs right now. I want to see the Phillies put up a four spot. They deserve it. The Mets deserve it, that is. The Phillies don't deserve jack shit. The Mets deserve to have a four spot put on them right now. Because Seth Lugo is still in this game after giving up three runs, blowing the game for Jason Vargas. Ooh, that was a hack. Oh, well. Let's, let's keep it moving while this is still happening. Uh, Frankie Montas of the Oakland A's got popped for PEDs, which is a huge loss for them. He was by far their best pitcher this year, well under three ERA. Now, I think he had nine or ten wins at the time that he got popped. Big deal. It's a shame. Yeah. The A's were, they were starting to look a little bit better. They were starting to look like they might compete for a wild card spot. Which, and the Rangers, too, weirdly, are like There's in the wild There's just so much card. baseball left. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, I, every, I mean, everything falls down to the level it's supposed to be at. I think the A's are a little better than they were playing in the beginning of the year. Yeah. So I thought they'd be in the mix for the second spot. But who knows? It's probably, it, they're probably both coming out of the AL East this year. It's probably going to be. You would think so. Yeah, it's probably going to be the Rays and the Red Sox. And the Yankees winning the division, obviously. But, oh, this, was, this is why. When I wrote this down, I failed to update it because it happened again. Oh, girls, the Bellinger incident? Yeah, girls just keep running. There was a the video this time. Cody Bellinger. See the video? Yeah, she, like, it was like, I mean, you got to get better security. It just happened the day before. And they're going to be like, all right, it won't happen again. And then it happens the very next day. Like Cody Bellinger, every city he goes to, like a girl is just going to run out on the field and try to hug him. 
Yeah, I mean, I get it. He's really good at baseball. You can't put somebody in the outfield though, like the, for security wise. Like they just jump. They, that girl just jumped the wall. Yeah, I mean, there's not. You got to get faster runners though. You got to get faster runners from the corners. And be like, just yeah. eyes like a hawk. You see a girl coming down with her phone out, looking like she's gonna take a selfie. You just take off. Doesn't even matter if she's just getting closer to the field. You just take off and tackle her. Can't be. You can't be messing around. Not with Cody Bellinger, MVP candidate Cody Bellinger. Stud. Just running around, hugging, getting hugged by girls. That must be nice. Just playing right field in Major League Baseball. Everyone wants to come hug you all the time. Just get arrested and banned for life, just to give you a single hug. And, you know, take a video of it and get Instagram famous and Twitter famous. Yeah, you definitely get banned for life for that, right? I think the first girl got banned. I think the first time you do it, it's like banned for a year. And I think it happened again and everyone was like, this just happened. This is definitely going to be an indefinite ban. Yikes. He knew he blew it there. All right, well, it's a tie game now. Phillies, oh boy, they're 100% winning this game. Book it. Book it 1,000%. The Phillies are going to win this game. It's a tie game, and they have five hits. The Mets have 10. All right. Last thing, uh, Jordan Hicks tore his UCL, and he's going to be getting Tommy John surgery, which has everybody saying, have we seen the fastest that a human being can throw? That's a good question. I Probably. Because he just gasses like 103, 104, 105. I guess if you believe in the theory of like, you know, adaptation and everything, maybe... We'll see someone throw faster one day, but I think probably for a time being 105. Yeah, but could you even sustain it? Because like these hard throwers. No, I don't think you'll ever be able to sustain it. No. Everybody and their mother gets Tommy John surgery right now. What's really going to happen is Hicks is going to come back with like a robot arm like the Winter Soldier, and he's going to be throwing 110 instead. Everybody who comes back from Tommy John all of a sudden starts throwing even harder. Especially if they pitch for the Astros. Yeah, especially if they pitch for the Astros. Or if their name is Nathan Avaldi. And he's pitching against your team in the playoffs, even though he was a fucking dog shit when you had him. I didn't realize I still wasn't over that. That one hurt a little bit. I don't feel great about it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. We're going to watch the Mets lose this game. Yeah. Uh, this is weird. We didn't have a guest today. No, I kinda, it was weird. It weird. I feel like we've been talking for a really long time instead of actually interviewing somebody. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. See you next week. Have a good weekend, guys.